Hey again, everybody. Hello. Welcome back. You guys have been working hard at your job all day, and you're tired and ready to take a load off, so why don't you spend some time with us here at the Musicians Cafe? My name is Brian Dick, and I'm here with my amazing co-hosts, the Fire Chief, Chris Gray. Chris, sir, how are you feeling? Oh, I'm good. We've been burning a lot of fires here lately. Uh, bur <laughs> burning some, uh, and my back is hurting from all that, man. It's manual labor. I'm not used to it. I, I sit at a desk all day long, and here my father-in-law has put me to work. Well, man. I'm That's telling you, he's great at it though. You're so good at it. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've heard, I've heard as such. But man, we've made it to November. November. Uh, before you know it, the holidays are going to be here. Thanksgiving, Christmas, and it's just going to be a blink of an eye, and we're going to be through it. Yep. But man, episode 19. Uh, we're excited to come back at you with some more musicians uh, for November, and our very first guest. L.A. native, Mr. Daryl Morini. How yeah. you doing, sir? Yeah, I'm doing well. Glad to be here. Thanks yeah, for having man. me. Yeah. Heck yeah. So uh, if you guys don't know Daryl, you guys definitely need to hang around. We're uh, going to interview him as usual. Uh, a little bit newer to the area, but man, you guys, you're in for a treat, I'll tell you. Absolutely. Coming from California, and I've already heard some of the background, Daryl, so you got yeah. great stories. We are looking forward to those for sure. Well, Cannot wait. That's going to be right. so good. So glad you made time for us. Uh, okay. In the meantime, like we do every single show, we're going to go through a menu. I've got Chris lined up to do that. So Chris, you want to rip through that for us? Absolutely. We're going to start with the national venues. Uh, the Tally Ho Theater on the 4th is Ultimate Doors, which is a Jim Morrison uh, Doors tribute band. Yep. Uh, and on the 5th, Gold Dust oh, Woman. by the way, they do sing Light My Fire there, Mr. Fire Chief, just so you oh, know. Oh, good. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Duly noted. <laughs> On the 5th at the Tally Ho, we have Gold Dust Woman, which is a Fleetwood Mac tribute. Big uh, uh, Fleetwood Mac fans around the area. I know yeah. plenty of them. Yeah, heck yeah. Uh, Hollywood Casino out in Charlestown on the 4th, the Marshall Tucker Band. Yes, Can, yes. Can't you see? Can't you see? Absolutely. And uh, heard it in a love song. And a lot of great Southern rock feel songs on those. So people will turn out for that, I'm sure. Bear Chase Brewery uh, over in Bluemont on the 4th, Mr. Shane Gamble. Just talking about him before the podcast. Yeah, you know him, right, Daryl? I do, yeah. Shane is uh, kind of an agent of mine for certain gigs in Loudoun County in Virginia. Yeah, good guy. Great awesome. musician, too. Yeah, Good. And on the 5th out at Bear Chase, they have Mike Richards. Uh, box Office Brewery on the 4th, uh, the River's Edge Band. And on the 5th, CZ3, uh, Cashmere Trio. Yeah, yeah. I think they must trim down a little bit and do shows now so that's pretty cool yeah cashmere's tight too oh man very good uh, great yes. band yep uh area in the area and if oh, you yeah. haven't heard of definitely got to get out there piccadilly public house and restaurant our very own mr daryl marini yeah, will be there on the fourth and of course daryl we're going to get to the rest of some of your gigs as well uh here a little bit later in the show uh at the monument our last venue guest yeah on the fourth is war and on the fifth is speakeasy band yeah classic rock um, they get pretty good lineups down there for sure, and you know we, were, you and I just had Justin on, and, and we hung out with them a little bit and, and talked to them a little bit about their lineup, some of the musicians coming up. So I'm sure both of those groups are going to be really good to go see down at the Monument. And the last one we have on our list for today, obviously this is not an exhaustive list, but on the fourth at the Bright Box Theater is Darren Hackward with Minx Miracle Medicine. Yep. Yep. So we always know that the Bright Box puts on some good shows as well, and uh, you always want to tune in for their stuff coming up. Uh, yeah. There's also some concerts coming up here uh, later in the year. Brian, you got some info yeah, on that? Yeah, man. Uh, absolutely. A little bird dropped this off to me, but kind of a neat idea. 
um, local heroes to me and to a lot of people around here, people I love to go watch play music, uh, the band Kicks is going to be back at Backseat Bar and Grill, and it's going to be in the new venue. That's what they're shooting for. Uh, the Road Ducks are going to open up for them. The Road Ducks have been around for eons, just like Kicks has. Uh, it's going to be a little bit of a replay of the Apple Blossom show that was here this past spring. So tickets are on sale, I believe, this coming week. Um, and it's a December 23rd show. So it's two days before Christmas. So heck, man, why not buy those tickets and make them a Christmas gift to somebody in like an early one? And that'll um, be at the Bright Box, or excuse me, that'll be at Backseat Event Center. Right, yeah, correct. The, new, the new venue there is what they're shooting for. Yep. So is that the first show they're planning on, do you know? It's the only one I've seen so far, so i got to believe it is. I haven't talked to Jerry specifically, but I've got to believe that's probably what the plan is now. They originally had the Quiet Riot show and, and of course, couldn't quite get that one done. So this, I think, is going to be the one to kick, and what, it's, kick it off with kicks. Heck, yeah, we'll do that. Sounds good. Yeah, and, you know, when we... Um, when we interviewed them, they wouldn't give us a whole lot of information on that new venue. No. But there is a little hint in that flyer that uh, there is some guaranteed seating uh, on the mezzanine level. Oh, yeah, I do see that. Which yep. would mean they have a mezzanine. And like I say, all good venues have that balcony area. It makes it cooler, <laughs> don't you think, Daryl? Yeah, I, I love I think it, right? so, yeah. <laughs> you can really check out and make sure the musicians are actually playing from the... They're not faking it at that point. <laughs> oh, well, man. I think that does it for our menu this week. Brian, a little short, but again, we are never exhaustive in this list. You guys know you check out all the venues that we bring up each and every week. Yep. They're going to have music this weekend. We guarantee it. Uh, call them. Give them uh, check out their Facebook pages, their uh, their websites, and uh, go check them out as well. Yeah, absolutely, thank you, Chris. Appreciate you knocking that out, Dale Brady. Again, thank you so much for being here. You've had a busy day, I right? Had you a busy started day. early, and you've had a busy day. So I did. Yeah, I was at Valerie Hill today. It was gig number four since Thursday. So little little tired. Wow. Well, yeah, <laughs> but I'm really excited to be here. So. Yeah, you seem upbeat yet. You, yeah. you got a little left in the gas tank. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, man. Well, it's good to have you here. I know you're you're new to the area. Um, you know, one of the first things we're going to ask you is, you know, welcome obviously to our Shenandoah Valley. And what's your reaction so far? The first year or so you're here, it's been incredible. I've been incredibly blessed. I've been here for about a year and nine months now. Um, I started playing in I think April of 21, and things were still some things were open, which was really surprising coming from LA. Um, and got kind of busy, but this year has been crazy. It's been wonderful. Just a lot of venues, and um, I think today was gig number 113. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, and over about 40 venues. Dang. So, but who's counting, right? But who's counting? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I'm glad, that, and that's a good sign. Everybody's busy. Yeah. Right? Good. Absolutely. That's a good thing, right? Yeah. For sure. For sure. So you come from LA. Uh, mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about the backstory of um, how you started in music uh, on the West Coast. Yeah, well, so I've been kind of playing for a, a long time, and it's funny because a lot of people say, what brought you out here? So I, I kind of, I have a short answer now, what brought you from L.A. to Strasburg, and right. that answer is, I was through a dart at a map, I was aiming for Hawaii, so uh, I need some dart <laughs> <You missed>. practice. <laughs> no, but I, I have been playing um, for quite some time, and uh, it's always been part of me. So I was I had a band in LA and was working pretty good. You know, we kind of had a home base club playing a couple times a month, and um, I had the opportunity to. I was visiting a few times, 
friend of mine and uh, who's a pastor at a church in Strasbourg and uh, visited to do some special music. And my last visit before I moved, there was an opportunity to come out and work at the church and be back with him and doing uh, work with him again. And uh, and then uh, he he even he predicted he goes I think when you come out here you're going to have to start turning down gigs at some point because you're going to get really busy and he he was right wow. <laughs> so yeah. yeah he had a lot of faith in me and I've always appreciated Scott for that so. that's cool and I'm yeah. glad that you are busy when you were in L A all right you're you're you say you've been playing for a long time yeah. I'm not going to assume how old you are but like <laughs> what age was are we speaking of that you it was a guitar first that was a, yes. how did it work yes it was guitar um, so my sister brought a little classical guitar and I'd play it while she was at work and then um i i sh shouldn't be saying this publicly because there's probably kids listening and education is very important but um i went to high school and it was just a few blocks away from school so sometimes i'd manage to slip home and practice <laughs> uh, but that's when i got really good uh, so yeah, there you go too much but uh yeah mainly electric player uh coming out here and doing mostly solo acoustic stuff but um, I get pretty creative with it because the electric playing is in my blood. So okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And your your choice of music at that time, the bands that you were in, with classic rock. Were you writing your own stuff? Yeah, we were couple? doing a mixture of classic rock. Well, what wasn't classic then? It was kind of. Yeah. <laughs> it was just rock. It was just, it was rock. just rock. Yeah, I yeah, got you. Okay. Yeah, and then um, and writing our own stuff as well. Cool. Uh, kind of chasing the dream, and then. Um, yeah, just just doing doing life, you know, right. and playing and music right. was always a big part of that. Right. So, yeah. so um, electric guitar mm -hmm. is where you started. Yes. Uh, are you big solo guy, rhythm guy? I mean, you yeah, know. lead player. Yeah, solo and um, and you've played lead in these bands. How, how many different bands you've been in uh, over the years? A couple of yeah, but maybe three or four. You know, they were always I always made really good relationships and and kept those relationships going. So. Um, my brother, my, I have an older brother who uh, was in that band as well. And so we, we wrote a lot of stuff and performed. Uh, that was interesting because it became a three-piece band. And we, we would normally write our own songs on guitar. Right. But uh, what we did is we, we would switch off halfway through the set and the other would play bass. And so I kind of developed some bass chops during that time nice. too, which I've come in handy once in a while. But who yeah. are we talking to? You said if you learn bass, yeah, you're always going to have a band. That was uh, <laughs> yeah. Boo Snyder, I it believe, was, he was talking was. to us about I that. Yeah. that show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think he's right. And yeah. that's that's a word of wisdom yeah, from the wise, sure to be honest. Yeah. So L.A. Yep, yeah, L.A. Sunset Strip. Spent some time there? I did. Did yeah, you really? Yeah. Whiskey all and all the those whiskey, great plays? Played the whiskey, played Ghazari. Did you really? Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm already I'm, I'm already in all of you, so oh, that's pretty cool. It was it was fun. Um, we mentioned this earlier. There was one time, um, it was a place called Myron Myron's Ballroom in downtown L.A., and uh, we were opening for a band called Van Halen, and at the time <laughs> they were... They were very, very popular. I I'm think it sure. was just just before they they got signed, and they were definitely the hugest band around. Hugest, I don't think that's, that's okay. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. I'll take it. Uh, yeah, yeah, whatever works. Yeah. But it was funny because it was an actual ballroom, yeah. and um, they used to do ballroom dancing during the week, and they have rock shows on the weekends. So, so they had these chairs that were bolted against the wall because it, the floor was for dancing. And I remember doing the sound check, and my brother and I were up at the spotlight with David Lee Roth. And wow. uh, my brother, before I was in the band, had played th with them at a bowling alley or something before that. <laughs> and he kind of remembered. And he was just so funny. But the minute Eddie started sound checking, I thought, wow, this, this guy is amazing. And um, 
so when we played, we, we did some covers and we also did original stuff. But I remember doing, I was probably about 17 years old or something. We were doing Nobody's Fault But Mine by Led Zeppelin. Very cool, yeah. And I was doing the solo. And as I looked over to my left, Eddie was sitting with as in a seat with his guitar out playing along with me with this huge smile on my face as if he really appreciated the fact that I learned the solo and oh, nice, yeah, yeah. it was a really cool memory and I, I have to confess I cried like a baby when he passed away uh, you know what I can understand yeah, that it was a real real connection you know and plus them being around and playing at the same time it was just there was this kinship there even though I didn't know him personally right yeah well, but uh, in things that I've read Eddie was a big Jimmy Page fan yes there was, was a was lot I. of respect there <laughs> yes. so that's probably where that was coming yeah, from yeah for sure so, um, you, you did the whole L.A. thing. Mm -hmm. how, how many years do you reckon you were out there playing uh, oh, in L.A.? A good 20 years, maybe as more. A, as yeah. a professional yeah. mu uh, musician. A, earning some money. Yeah. That's what <laughs> yeah. that's what you did for a living, right? Uh, no, it was always a side thing most of the time, but I always okay. did it. I think well, I had my first gig at, paid gig at 14. I probably wasn't very good, but... Just uh, <laughs> interested, what what, um, what what else are you were you into out west how, what was your day job what had you yeah well so i worked for a law firm and then um for a seven-year period i was a worship leader at a, a church and this is the friend i was talking about he's now the pastor of restoration fellowship church in strasburg and so now i'm back with with him doing ministry with him which is really amazing and uh so i'm playing there doing music helping with youth group and um small groups and things like that so we're back together he's always been such a huge a good friend and such a great uh, supporter yeah um, and and i'm glad you brought that up uh yeah. about being a worship leader mm -hmm. uh, as one myself yeah brian plays in the worship band as well Great. um it's a fantastic experience to be part of that uh and it it's, it's it's very rewarding and it's humbling all at the same time yes to be able to do that um how'd you get started in that was it something where you kind of found your chops somewhere else and you found your way into church or did you start at church <laughs> yeah it's really interesting because <laughs> my friend scott again pastor scott he when i first introduced i i visited his church in california and he introduced himself to me and said so what do you do and i said well i work in a law office but i also play in a band i'm a musician he goes you got to meet somebody so he takes me to the worship leader introduces me as this great guitar player i go you haven't even heard me <laughs> and he goes are you making money aren't you yeah, i go a little bit and uh, that was it you know right. I, I think a month later i was hired part-time and then full-time and i worked with him for about seven years so it, it's been amazing to be back with him and and um being doing ministry again and, and playing and doing worship and it's been awesome churches definitely have a way of doing that don't they, they grab they grab just about anybody <laughs> they they, 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 <laughs> yeah they took me they, <laughs> they can make a sound with an instrument and they put them up in front of uh yeah. you know a bunch of different people but I'll tell you what, the one joyful thing was, you know, I was a working musician and the others were volunteers. Right. But it was great to see them, to get them not to worry so much. Right. Like just, they saw that I was just kind of had this confidence and I used to tell them, look, the 20 minutes is going to go by whether you work, work good or not. So just do your best and let's do it. Yeah, 100%. And, uh, you know, they kind of, I think they picked up how to improvise and, you know, how to sort of relax. And I, I'm kind of grateful for that because it, I think it does help. I gush on Chris all the time as our worship leader. When you leave church, and I'm sure it happens to you too, Daryl, people come up from the congregation and thank you for the music that you provided yes. that day because it really is so important to the experience they have at church. Yeah. And Chris does a great job not only picking what we're playing, but also making sure that it sounds proper. You know right. what I mean? Exactly. Um, and so, you know, you have that same responsibility. So 
I'm sure a lot of people out there really appreciate what you do. And then folks that are listening to the podcast that are looking for a church, hey, you know, come see Pastor Scott. Come see Daryl. Yeah, yep. absolutely. It's the church with the big white crosses and flags on yeah. 81. You, see, yeah, you can't miss right. it. You can't miss it. So, um, and in case you guys didn't know, just around the Winchester area, we have some fantastic musicians um, that work. Um, and Chris Darlington Band uh, has Kyle, who, who plays uh, at a church. Yep. Uh, and, of course, there's just there's so many folks that play professionally and then also play uh, in churches. And if y'all aren't going to church, let me just make a quick plug. <laughs> y'all need to get to church. Yeah, it's yeah. a good, good thing to do. If your mama hasn't told you, get to church. <laughs> so... You made the transition to the valley, mm -hmm. came out, and, you know, did you have it in your mind right away, Daryl, that you were going to start looking to gig, or did, was it something that sort of, you know, somebody encouraged you? How did that go? Yeah, no, I did I did have it in mind that I would eventually. Okay. I just didn't know it was going to happen so quickly and, and develop so quickly and that I would get this busy, and I'm really grateful for it. But, uh, yeah, one, one thing that really impressed me is how the musicians support each other out here. That's just something you don't see very much in LA, and I'm sure in a lot of major cities, just the, the competition. Right. But um, I, there's a funny story. When I first went to Valerie Hill with a friend, uh, Robbie was playing. I didn't know Robbie from Adam. Okay. And uh, my friend knew him. And uh, he just decides to say, hey, everybody, we have a celebrity here today. Ringo Starr's in the audience. <laughs> And, of course, and I, I never met him, but my first inclination was just to get up and go, peace and love, and everybody <laughs> laughed. And then we ended up doing with a little help from my friends together. Very and he cool. found out that we played, and that was kind of cool. And then um, a, a friend, a mutual friend in, um, introduced me to Jimmy. Yes. And Jimmy had me sit in, and Jimmy and I are, have become very, very good friends. And I, I'd say Jimmy's probably... <laughs> One of my number one fans. I love that guy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Jimmy's a number one fan of a lot of people. He's a number one fan of this podcast. I'm a big great. fan of Jimmy. I mean, tell you, that guy is awesome. He is. Heck yeah. He's amazing. So these people around here um, that that play a lot, like you said, you, you kind of grow close to them. Mm -hmm. um, and you, let's just, yeah. So Jimmy's, I've heard. And maybe you can confirm is one of the best for saying, "Hey, man, I need a break. And you want to come sit up here and play?" Yes. Robbie did the same thing. So, I mean, um, as somebody who's getting paid to do that that gig and having trust in in somebody that says, "Hey, I can play a little bit of music," yeah, that's big. It's huge, right? Yeah. Uh, even if it even if you're playing for you know twenty people, right. it's still it kind of gets you in the door. Uh, especially here in Winchester, where you haven't been for very long. Yeah. Um, but you have been here long enough. You said 113 gigs this year. Something like that, yeah. yeah something close. So um, what are some of the venues you've played at that, you know, you've had some of the most fun, some of the bigger crowds, most involved crowds around here? Oh, yeah. There's there's lots of them. Um, Woodstock Brewhouse mm -hmm. is one place where the audience response is just always so great right out of the gate. And I, I don't know what it is, but there's just a real connection there. Uh, Valerie Hill and Stephen City is kind of my home base because I live close to there. Love Piccadilly. And, yeah. the, and the two paladins. Yeah, I just, I kind of have fun everywhere I go. Uh, the venues are, are amazing. And a lot of the wineries that I play are just very sweet people. So, yeah. yeah, and that's a common trend, too, is that the venue hosts are actually very nice people themselves. And they're mm -hmm. very easy to work with, uh, from what I've heard. Is, is that the kind of feeling yes. you've gotten to? It's definitely the feeling I've gotten. And that they appreciate their musicians. Gotcha. You know, I, I think the first time I really realized that is when I got paid 
to play my original music and then they apologized for not having a big not having a good turnout oh. normally they'll blame the musician <laughs> yeah yeah okay, you're right this, about that this is the place to be but we are lucky to have such great places right in here that's one of the reasons why we're doing this podcast for sure i've sort of trademarked this question daryl mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm gonna ask it again i nearly do every artist that we have here but influences on you yeah and i'm sure they changed throughout your years but think about the early years who were some of the influences that you had i'd say the biggest influence in my playing and kind of especially from a creativity standpoint would be brian may from queen oh cool yeah Yeah. i i I just i've always admired him his experimentation with things the uh not only just his solid straight playing but the the way he and he's so inventive and creative Mm -hmm. yeah uh, and plays with a lot of passion jeff beck is one of the guy that just i'm always in awe in yeah i just love to watch him play and you know i have a lot of favorite guitar players but I'd, i'd say those two guys are pretty pretty good and i'm a huge Beatle fan so from a just performing and songwriting influence, I'd say the Beatles are yeah. a huge influence there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, I'm not going to argue with on yeah, that one. I'm yeah. going to tell you for sure. So, so when you sing out, um, <clears throat> we're talking about how you have you know some of these influences that are obviously giant names yeah. in music history. Mm-hmm. Do you play all covers? Do you play some of your own stuff? I or? do some of my own stuff uh, once in a while. There's a couple that uh, have become pretty popular with people. One, one's kind of on the humorous side, but they, I get requests for that a lot. That's cool. And then I do, um, I, I think one of the biggest compliments I get that really mean a lot to me is that they, they love the variety of my playlist. I'm sort of all over the place, but people seem to like it. I'll go from Stone Temple Pilots to Dean Martin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, you know, and just kind of going everywhere and and it's great i actually have a a little a group of devotees that bring bells to my gigs because i do that some more and then when i sell bells will ring they're all ding 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 and they even they even pass them out they're very generous they pass them out it's pretty awesome awesome. good for you yeah Yeah. and Um, you know what that that song list thing that you have there where you have the variety i know personally myself i'm more impressed by a group or an individual artist that can sort of pull one out of nowhere you go wow yeah. You know, what made them think to do that song, but at the same time, it's great. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And I think, because I, I, I think some people's reactions are, are mine too. Like, I didn't realize I liked that song so much. But when somebody right. does it and they kind of make it their own, right. they say, wow, I didn't never thought of doing that, but I really like that version or I like the fact that they just even thought of it. Yeah, know? I agree. Yeah. Now, songwriting for you is mm-hmm. um, a silly question. Yeah. I'm sure you enjoy it. Yes. But I love do, it. do you find it something that kind of comes easily to you or do you have to? kind of grind out to make a song it, as it, it work it does i think i think it does come easily i, I will admit i'm I, what comes easiest are love songs and i can go be going through the worst horrible things but <laughs> somehow the love song, i guess that makes me kind of a positive person I that's don't know. good yeah but um I, I i usually start trying to translate to my guitar the emotion that i'm feeling right whatever it is and then the lyrics i just kind of wait for them to come but i kind of know what i want to hear when i'm playing to, to match what I'm feeling. Like if I'm feeling, if there's something pretty that needs to come out or something, I love dissonance and yeah, yeah. walk downs over minor chords and things like that. So it just depends the mood I'm in. And then usually I'll just wait for lyrics to come or ideas to come, but it usually starts with a musical idea. Nice. Yeah. Nice. yeah you know, we talked to Tim Ferriss um, with Mojo Mothership, mm-hmm. um, lead guitarist. And he, he told us that when they start songwriting, um, a lot of times they'll start with, like a riff that he has saved. Are you that type of dude too that just comes up with a good sound and maybe puts that in a bank somewhere and digs it out later? Or is yeah. it something just 
independent of each song. I'm the type of guy that comes up with a really good riff and then doesn't record it and forgets what it is. And then the next day I go, what was that what again? again? World so I started, I started kind of using my little, the audio recorder on my phone if I, you know, and then, and then, I, and then I go back and listen to some of them. I go, oh, these are, I'll, I'll say song idea and I'll look at it and I'll think, why did I record that? That's awful. <laughs> you know? But then there's a, there's a few that I'll go back and listen to. Oh yeah, I kind of like that. Nice. So yeah, once in a while it's a riff like yeah. that. Well, but that, that we were talking about Jimmy Page. What a great yeah. writer, just riffs right yes. you can tell the riff just came and then the things he made out of it were oh amazing yeah. i can tell i mean that's just songwriting they write you have good ideas you have some not so good ideas <laughs> right uh and you put out what what you know you're happy with and what you, you know you put your name on it yeah so you know it's got to be you it's got to be good uh in your heart for you to put it out yeah now speaking of that have you recorded any of your uh own stuff the only thing that's out there, um, and, and I did it a while ago when I was in California, it, I do have a worship CD called Reference, and it is on Spotify and iTunes and all those platforms. Um, and I, those are very personal to me. They're, they're all worship songs. I just went into a studio with a uh, guitar and layered some guitar parts and vocals. Um, some of them were meant for congregations to sing. Other ones were just, just right from my heart. Gotcha. Um, okay. And uh, but as far as the other stuff that I've been writing, I have not had a chance to record it yet. I do have plans to do that. Um, so hopefully that happens sooner than later. It's interesting mm -hmm. you bring that up mm -hmm. um, with the difference between a Christian song mm -hmm. and a praise and worship song. Mm -hmm. um, and I forget where I heard this, whether it was on K Love or whatever. But uh, there is a big difference of a song that's meant for either a solo artist or just right. uh, meditation or, you know, to just to be a Christian song versus something that's meant for a congregation right. of people to sing in church uh, for the use of worship. Do you find that to be true? Absolutely. Yeah. There, there are songs, I think, uh, there, there are songs that are direct worship to God that I, that I like to sing in congregations. There's other ones that, you know, just kind of singing my heart as to what he's done for me. Um, things that are very close to me or things that I've gone through that, that I can look back and say he was faithful. You wow. Know? Yeah. Um, and I know that people can relate to it. And I, and I love when they say, oh, you know, that song, I played it and it made, you know. And it's so funny because I came out here with part of the stuff I moved. I have a box of like a thousand of those CDs. I don't even know who has <laughs> players anymore, but... But I'm glad it's out there digitally. Well, so, yeah. I'm sure everybody is grateful that you share your gift with that. So thank you very well, much. Uh, jumping off board from from the Christian music just mm -hmm. for a second. Yeah. Equipment wise, yeah, you're a guitar player. Yes, are you a kind of guy that kind of loves to sort of? Uh, are you are you like sort of loyal to a particular brand of equipment, or do you like? Are you like you go find old stuff, new new? What do you, what about your guitars? Yeah, what do you like I I have uh, my acoustic is a. It's a Yamaha. Uh, it's a real. I picked it up last year uh, from a friend. It's the Billy Corrigan model. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And it, you know, it's not super expensive, but it's it's a great guitar. It's been real roadworthy. Um, the wind here in the Shenandoah Valley has knocked it down twice. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's got yeah. a, it's got a few road marks on. Gives them character. Yeah, yeah. but it's um, it's a it's it's been a real good workhorse. Uh, my electric, my main electric is a Jeff Beck model Stratocaster, which nice. I love. Yeah. yeah, I had a Strat that I played for twenty five years that got stolen out of the back of my ah. truck, and it was like losing a body yeah. part. It was terrible. Yeah, um, but I read the specs on this Beck. I thought, wow, that sounds because by that time the flat uh, shredding guitars were out and wider necks, just completely different than what I was used to. Right, but the Jeff Beck model looked like it was pretty much what i had been used to and i love it i love that guitar yeah, yeah and i also have an older alvarez yari acoustic that's uh 
that's pretty nice. Yeah, and whoever took that guitar, shame on you, man. Break it back. I know. You know what the heck? <laughs> and yeah, a big, a awesome. big question I always have for electric players: mm-hmm. Are you a pedal guy or are you an amp guy? Uh, a little of both, uh, but I'm not that. I'm not that picky. I mean, I'll as long as I get a decent sound out of it. You know, <laughs> I do have a Mesa Boogie for my electric, but it weighs 75 pounds. I hardly ever bring it anywhere. And now they got these tiny little amps that sound really good. So, oh yeah, kind of shopping. And, but I do incorporate a lot of the electric sound in my acoustic set when I play. I have a little pedal board. I use the Looper. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. When it doesn't leave me hanging, if I, you know, you got to step on that thing right at the right time, right? <laughs> yeah, not for, not for me. Yeah. I, I don't have that type of coordination. Uh, yeah, that's for sure. Your your song list and your repertoire that you have mm-hmm. is it something that you change quite often, or do you have a a large rotation you kind of pick from every week? How's yeah, that work? It's like a large rotation, and then I try to add something new. And I think that's the problem with all of us out there. We get so busy, yeah, that there's not a whole lot of time to learn new stuff. But I I really try to make mental notes of requests that I get that I don't know, and go home and and kind of kind of uh, learn them. Somebody asked me if I ever did a fire away by Chris Stapleton. This is at Piccadilly. I said, dude, I think that song would be right in your real wheelhouse. I'd never heard it. Now it's one of my favorite songs to play. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's just kind of a fun, you know, and it is in that range that I'm pretty comfortable right. with. And you so. can't deny Stapleton's sound, man. Oh, man. I mean, it's yeah. the perfect combination team blues and country for and sure. just freaking raw. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. 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 It's for sure. And the funny thing about it is that that particular person requested a song. A lot of times you get requests and you're like, where in the world did that come from? You know, <laughs> yeah. you, know you kind of have to weed it out, I'm sure, from, you know, yeah. find something that works. Yeah. Is there yeah. sort of a song, um, and this is just a fun type of question, that uh, you kind of hate playing? <laughs> Uh, there's probably a few of them, but I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, and we used to make jokes about this in the band and, and there's always going to be those ones. You've, you've seen those things where they, they have the price for the song. Oh yeah. What's this going to cost you? And you know, brown eyed yeah. girl or whatever. Yes. 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 Free birds, yeah. like a hundred dollars. Yeah. Yeah. But I tell you what, I've always thought whatever if if it makes the audience happy and they're having fun i get joy out of doing that so i can play the song a thousand times and if their reaction to it's just as exciting every time and so i really have disciplined myself to not be that way because that's i i enjoy people having fun while i'm playing so you know i was at a venue here not too long ago elizabeth furnace playing They had a $500 bounty on Freebird. <laughs> 500. 500. And somebody paid it. Wow. They did. It was did an Ocean really? City of Bike Week, and they sure enough did on on, uh, on Saturday. Somebody yeah. stepped up and paid, and and they played it. And I thought, boy, that's, uh, you must love that song. Yeah. That's for All sure. nine minutes out or something. <laughs> right. Well, Jeez. that's my aunt. When I, when I hear Freebird, I said, I'm sorry, I'd love to play it, but I'm only here for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Oh, my gosh. So what do you got coming up, Daryl? What's, what's on the list coming down? Yes, let's see. So this Friday, as you mentioned, I have Piccadilly, 730. And then um, on Saturday, I've got a couple things. I am at Philip Carter Winery in Hume from 3 to 6. I, it's their Oyster Fest. Oh, cool. Yeah, so if you like oysters. Um, and I think Robbie's there the next day. I, I, I'm one of two artists that day. And then that night, on Saturday night, the Wayside Inn has this really cool speakeasy. I don't know if you guys have seen it yet. I haven't. But it's Mm-mm. it's downstairs. It's a really cool room, and I've played it a couple of times. So we're doing 9 to 12 Ooh. that night. But it's a, a really neat room. You kind of enter through the kitchen and go down these steps, and the password is swordfish. <laughs> no, I'm oh, just it should be, I like no, it. but it's pretty cool. Gonna bring your coffee for that one. Yes. <laughs> oh man, good yeah. for you. Cool. Yeah, that's gonna be a late night, but you know. Over in Hume, wow. That, yeah. Like Marriott Ranch back in there or something. There's a couple places back in there that are pretty cool. I haven't been there for a long time though. Yeah. 
Nice. nice. Well, Daryl, before we let you go, we mm. always like to give you an opportunity. You, you want to bring anything up? Uh, is there anything we forgot you want to touch on? Oh, uh, I don't think so. You guys have covered it. I, I love the show, by the way. I've listened to several uh, episodes, and I think, yeah, you guys got it down. It's awesome. We're so yeah. thankful for that compliment. Thank you. Yeah. We're, we're trying to just help you know, get another way of, of real artists like you to be able to get it out there about what they're doing and where they're at and that kind of thing. Because it's, I love it. I love the the soul of of the Winchester area music scene right now, um, and yeah. you're a big part of that. So well, thank you I'm, for that. I'm happy to be in uh, uh, Brian Stutzman. I listened to his thing. I'm I'm playing on his upcoming record as well, oh, nice. which I'm really yeah. happy. I did his I played guitar on his EP, and I'm hoping to. Uh, I just I feel bad because I've been so busy. You know, I still have so much of his stuff to listen to, but I'm going to cram. Oh, good, good for you, <laughs> oh, man. That, good that album's you. great that he just put out. It's nice, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah, I do have one more thing to say. When you said that Jimmy likes to have guys come in because he likes to take a break, he was supposed to come and see me today, and I was gonna, I was gonna have him pay back and play during my break, but he Jimmy, didn't show. So Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. Yeah. and I was hoarse. It was my fourth gig, buddy. So you know, next time <laughs> you gotta come through. You've been called yeah, that's out. That's right. Yeah, it's coming, Jimmy. Next yeah. time you, next time you cross paths, yeah. it's gonna, it's gonna come. Uh, all right, everybody. Well, episode nineteen with Daryl Marini. Thank you so much for coming out to the Frog Holler Studios. Yes, yes thanks for having. Me. We appreciate you making the trip across Frederick County to come see us, man. Absolutely. Oh wait, I have a gift for you guys oh good uh, i have this daryl marini I'm nervous pick oh, oh man a guitar pick look the guitar that. pick with my yeah now i have to tell you now take a look at that picture okay. right? i got the glasses and the backward hat there and i thought who does this look like and i went on the end i realized who it is it's the husband of the oldest daughter and fiddler on the roof <laughs> <laughs> okay i would have got there but that's i can see what you're talking about oh my gosh. i will hold it up for the cameras to see yeah, there you got pig you see that daryl yeah, that's I, awesome i have i'm having a nightmare now of what i'm going to get for christmas <laughs> yeah and i hope it's not my picture on a guitar pick. yeah i surprised jimmy with yeah, a bunch of those yeah. too yeah oh, oh jimmy bought you these no no i, I bought oh, him good. some i surprised him i said dude this pick will change your life and that's awesome it. It i definitely his, will keep his that. face right on it well so. i got i got this six foot tall uh uh poster of jimmy lee on my wall you guys can't see it but yeah it's huge it's right here in my living room you told him you were gonna do that you warned him oh uh, well, i guess i gotta hold to it yeah, exactly I? right yes you do and yes, you know what jimmy do. would say come on son <laughs> darren has been a blast man and we wish you nothing but the best I, I, you're you're blowing up around here for a good reason because you're awesome uh, you know keep it up and if uh, if you can come back on with us down the road we certainly hope you'll do that i would love to that would be great Chris? all right Man, I can't do without you, sir. Anytime, every week. I tell you, I, it, the show is what it is because of you. Folks, thanks for joining us again. Don't forget, you can check us out on Spotify, Amazon Music. You can check us out on Facebook. You can reach out to us, musicianscafe at gmail.com. Let us know what you think, and if you've got some ideas for us to go over, we'll be glad to listen about that, too. In the meantime, everybody have a great week, and until we meet again, peace. <laughs>